First of all, we, are, we have been in the season of Advent, and I think this season sometimes can be a little rough for some people because some people have experienced loss. Some people have um, been going through a lot of tough things. But nevertheless, what I love about this series that we have been doing is that it reminds us about the true reason behind Christmas, which is Christ and what he brings, the gifts that he has brought to us, those of us who are here on earth. And so um, in our first week, we unwrapped the gift of hope. And we talked about hope present, hope past, and hope future. And a lot of times we can get stuck in the past. We can focus so much on the now that we forget about the future. But not only do we have hope, but we realize that God has released love to us. And Pastor Edgard, he came and he talked about what's love got to do with it. <laughs> and we said everything. Love has everything to do with it. Had it not been for love, he would not have came. He would not have died. He would not have suffered and taken our place. So love has every single thing to do with it. And so after that, our um, Reverend Olu came and he talked about joy. And he talked about how having gratitude for the little things that God has given to us, despite what we go through, will set us in line to receive God's joy. And to be honest with you, a lot of times it sounds so elementary, but how easily do we forget the elementary things? How quickly do we bypass it and say, God, what am I supposed to do? And he said, I've already told you what to do. I've already given you the instructions. Now all you have to do is reapply it. And so today we're going to unwrap one more gift as we anticipate his coming, his arrival, which is the meaning of Advent. And so the gift that we're going to unwrap today is called the gift of peace. something that a lot of us, when we think about it,
it keeps us steady. Peace is something that not only stabilizes us, but it also helps us to realize that what I'm in, I can overcome. And so we're going to actually take a look at Romans chapter 13, verse 15. So if you can turn there with me, we will um, read that scripture. When you have it, just say amen. I'm gonna try and I uh, get through this quickly. How many people unwrapped their gifts this morning? By show of hands. Amen, all right. A lot of rustling in the house, I assume. All right, praise the Lord. Can we please stand for the reading of God's word? This reverence is word this morning. I'm going to ask that we read this together. Romans 15, verse 13. Here we go. Are we ready? Okay. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's read that one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all and as you so that you may stop again so that you may with by the power of the amen you can have a seat um, pastor talked about how he just began to think about the goodness of Jesus this week and as he was thinking about the goodness of Jesus, he just began to erupt with gratefulness. And it was interesting because I said to him, I said, wow, I said, uh, I already had my moment. Um, so many times we find ourselves in turmoil. And so when we talk about peace, we're talking about tranquility. We talk about serenity. We're talking about the calmness, absence of war, violence, disturbance. But the truth of the matter is that we recognize peace in the midst of turmoil, disturbance, and violence. So many times we expect it to be placed on the side by itself, but in actuality, it coexists with the very thing that our hearts do not desire, which is trouble. But God already told us, in this world, we will have trouble. But then he said, take heart, be encouraged, because I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world with his sin, 
I've overcome the world with its difficulties. I've overcome the world with its hardships. Don't worry, take heart, because I've already overcome. And so when God begins to speak to us in this manner, what he's trying to do is to remind us of what this very scripture says in Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you do what? As you do what? There's a reason why I'm asking you to read it. Because I want to make sure that we get it in us. God wants us to trust him. Okay, I think I trust God. Sometimes we do, but not always. When things get tough, we tend to lean to our own understanding. We tend to look to outside sources before we look to him. But the thing about it is that as we begin to put whatever it is that's disturbing us at the foot of Jesus, peace begins to flow into us. Because peace is something that God, only God, can fill us with. Man can't give us peace. Money gives us peace, but it's temporary. God gives us peace, and it transcends all understanding. So what, we, what we're looking for is not a temporary peace in our situation. We want something that's lasting. Something that's going to maintain and keep us despite whatever the things we might, whatever waters or storms we might navigate through. And it really comes from God's presence. So if you're looking for peace this morning, the first thing I want you to do is position yourself for peace. We position ourselves to celebrate Christmas. We go out, we get the decorations, we get the gifts, we put it under the tree, we get a new outfit, a new hairdo, get our nails done, our toes done, get our, screen, our, our, our little, you know, uh, 50, what's that, 52 inch, 55 inch TVs for the gentlemen, the newest electronics. The very thing that we desire, we get for Christmas. We prepare for it. However, when it comes to peace, we don't always prepare or position ourselves to receive it. We know we're in turmoil. We know we're in distress. We know we need a relief. But God says, position yourself for peace. So Pastor, how do you position yourself for peace? You set the atmosphere for peace. See, someone who really needs peace is desperate. I go looking for peace. I don't wait for peace to come looking for me. I chase after it. I long for it. I grab hold to it. 
if that means, see, when it comes to God, it means coming out of that space of anxiety and negativity. It means coming out of that place where you, you say, you know, well, you know what? I, I, I just can't to a place where you says, but God can. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It means that no matter what it is that I am dealing with, I take it to the foot of the cross. And I begin to get down low on my knees and say, Lord, I give it to you. Now what do you want me to do in regards to this matter? Sometimes we take situations into our hands and we try to figure it out on our own. But the truth of the matter is, there's nothing like a God strategy. We try to dot every I and cross every T. But the truth is, sometimes we come up short. We come up short in our money. We come up short in our love. We come up short in our joy. We come up short in our health. And so we have to go back to the cross of Jesus. We have to go back and ask him to fill us again. Peace is something that is continually poured in. But we have to get in his presence and come out of the presence of man in order to get it. Sometimes it's too noisy. I had to tell my husband last night, I said, listen, I can't focus with the radio on. I know it's worship music, but do you know worship music sometimes could be a distraction from hearing God? Sometimes you just have to be still and know. That means that you take into account who he is. You take into account his characteristics. You take into account what he has already done and what he's going to do. Sometimes we forget about that and we enter a place of hopelessness. Hopelessness begins to fill us. Doubt begins to fill us. Fear begins to fill us. Why? Because we forgot to go back to the gas station called Jesus. For a refill. We eat on a daily basis. So how come we don't get our spiritual food on a daily basis? How come we don't go back into his presence on a daily basis? God doesn't want us to stay with the stale stuff. He want to refill us every day, every morning. New benefits, new mercies, I see. New mercies. Compassion that fails not. That's what God wants to do. He wants to hug you when you feel comfortless, when you're mourning, when you feel broken on the inside, when you feel suicidal in your mind. Come on, let's talk. You know what? Let me come on down. Because y'all, y'all making me feel like I'm talking about something foreign. Y'all know what it's like to go through. I know I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah, your knees start buckling under you. And you say, God, I just want to quit. 
Quit the job. Quit the family. Quit on life. Come on, somebody. Somebody better talk to me. But it's during those moments when you got to go back to God for a refill. And sometimes God will say, you know what? The word is good. But I want you to pick up this book by this author. Because you know what? His story is similar to yours. And it's going to take you through a journey. And it's going to help you to come out of what you're going through. Sometimes, listen, you read the Bible and it's like gibberish. What? God, I don't know what you're talking about. What you talking about, Jesus? But then somebody begins to tell their story. And it's like God used them as a hook to pull you through whatever it is that you're going through. And he said, come on, get your mind right. Come on, get your heart right. Come on, I'm, I'm right here. Come on, I'm Big Daddy, lay on me. Cast your burdens on me. Cast your sin on me. All the things that you've done wrong. I get it. I know you messed up. But guess what? I love you anyway. I, I, took, that, I, I took that for you. That's right. That's what that scar was right here. That bruise in my side. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I, I know you feel like you betrayed me. But that's that bruise right there. I know you just lied. I, I know you told your boy something different. But you know what? I took that and it was, I've got the marks to prove it. But you got to lay it down. If you're willing to lay it down, I'll take it up. The problem is we're taking it up when we should be laying it down. Lay down your burdens. Lay down your cares. Lay down the concerns. Because he cares for you. He's not leaving you out there by yourself. Sometimes we stay out in the cold and he's calling us to the warmth. Grab hold to the lifeline of Jesus. Because that's, he is a lifeline. He's a lifeline. He didn't give up on you. Even when you gave up on yourself, he didn't give up on you. He's calling you back into his presence. He's calling you back into hope. He's calling you back into joy. He's calling you back into peace. All you have to do is open up to receive and be willing to let go of the things that are holding you down and holding you back. That's the only prerequisite he asked for. He laid down his life for you. He came as a child for you. He laid in a manger. I ain't say a hotel. They knocked on the hotel room door. He says, I'm sorry, but we're, we're failed, ma'am. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Did you not understand that the baby that my, my, my wife, the woman I'm betrothed through, don't you understand that she's carrying the king? But there's no room in the inn. Are you like the innkeeper who says, there's no room in the inn? There's a room in my heart for Jesus. There's no more room for peace because guess what? It's occupied with fear. 
What's your message today? He has room for you, but do you have room for him? He said, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you shall be also. He's got room for us. But we've got to receive him. We've got to take in the fresh breath of air that he's giving to us. We cannot live unless he breathes on us. We cannot move unless he allows us to. Let me tell you, we're walking miracles in here this morning. God's love was poured out this year like never before. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands has already what? Provided. It's already provided. Whatever you need, God has already provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto God is faithful. And he will remain faithful. But we must get back into his presence where there's exceeding joy, where there's exceeding peace, so that we can overflow with hope. But we must dare to trust him again. God, it hurts, I know, but dare to trust me again. My God, I don't understand, but dare to trust me again. Come back into his presence where he's going to embrace you, not condemn you, not kill you like the enemy, the accuser of the brethren. That's not what he does. He will lift you up and remind you of who he created you to be. And then what he does is he turns things around in your favor. And that's the cherry on top. He makes it sweet where it's sour. He'll provide water when you're thirsty. Oh. Have you ever thirsted for peace? Have you ever been hungry for it? Let me tell you something. A, a hungry man will eat out of a garbage can. If he's really that hungry, he's going to find whatever it is that's going to quench or satisfy that desire deep on the inside of him. And God's presence will do that. Position yourself for peace. Take time. Make time in your schedule for God. Don't let everything else push him out. Especially going to 2017. Don't let everything else push him out. That time is sacred. You make appointments with everybody else and you keep it. Why can't we keep our appointments with Jesus? Why? Let our presence be his present today. That's what he wants. My, my bishop used to say, all he wants is you. Nothing else will do. Not just a part. 
See, we give him the pieces that we're okay with. But he wants all of your heart. All he wants is you. He's not going to play games with your heart. Men and women will, but God will not play games with your heart. He knows it's delicate. He knows how much you've endured. And he said he will not give you more than you can bear. I know it feels unbearable some days, but he's with you. His presence is with you in the midst of it all. Lay at the feet of Jesus again. And watch him. Watch him bring to pass what he has already spoken because he is the prince of peace. And when he fills you with peace, that means he's filling you with himself. And if he's filling you with himself, that means he's filling you with power. That means he's filling you with grace. That means he's filling you with the understanding and the wisdom that you need for whatever it is that will come up against you. So don't neglect him today. But push past whatever it is that you're going through by getting in his presence and realizing that the enemy of your soul is at war because he knows what's about to come. God is willing if you, oh, he's willing to give to you as much peace as you're willing to receive today. Amen? Amen. Amen. He's called us to be peacemakers. That's really what it is that he has called us to be. So in terms of peace, what do I do, pastor, if I want peace? One, get in the presence of God. Two, you're going to actually remember or embrace your purpose. God has a purpose for you. So many times we hear that and it sounds cliche-ish. But the thing about it is this. Even as a child, the enemy got upset at Jesus not being a grown man, but as him coming as a baby. Hmm. Purpose. That's what scared the enemy. He said, wait a minute. He's coming to save the world from me, the evil one, from sin? No, I gotta stop this Jesus. And so if we actually look, if you turn to Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, it actually says Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? They were seeking the prince of peace. We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Look at, look at verse 3. King Herod was deeply disturbed. 
when he heard this. He didn't see the baby yet, but he was disturbed. How many environments have you disturbed just by showing up on the scene? Because purpose is locked up on the inside of you. See, the problem is not that we don't have a purpose. The problem is we don't know our purpose. And God is asking, do you know who you are in me? If you knew who you are in me, you'll understand that you can shift atmospheres. I know they're getting on your nerves, but guess what? Your prayer changes things. Sometimes we forget to speak the word of our situation. And we, learn, we allow our situation to speak words to us. Hold on. Since when you start talking, it's time to rise up. Royal priesthood. Holy nation. Rise up, army. God has given you power over the enemy. He has put purpose on the inside of you. Purpose to raise kings and queens. Purpose to raise a generation that's a legacy. Purpose to perform his work in the, the, the field of influence that he has called you to. Purpose. To estimate the power of a smile. The power of a touch. You don't realize babies die for lack of touch. Am I talking right, nurse? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I had, you know, something shocked me the other day. Uh, sometimes you think, you think somebody's an encouragement to you and you realize you're an encouragement to them. <laughs> I have a wonderful co-worker who's uh, in the classroom next to me. And, um, I, you know, from time to time, the Lord would just say, just go over. Just go over. See how she's doing. And I check in on her and say, hey, what's going on? And she said, oh, you know, this is what's going on. And we'll make small talk. And she turned around and she looked at me and she said, I thank God you're next to me. Wow. <laughs> and I said, I thank God you're next to me. <laughs> but we're an encouragement to one another. And so when God is asking about peace, guess what? You're a part of that peace. The P-I-E-C-E and the P-E-A-C-E. Hey, glory. When I'm having a rough day and I need somebody to talk to, I need you. Oh, see, oh, y'all living by you. All right, let me talk to the wall. I need you. Hallelujah. Life gets rough, but we need one another. We're not an island unto ourselves. See, that's how the enemy gets us. Because he's like, oh, you could do it. Come on, girl. You don't want to tell him your issues. They're going to look at you crooked eye. Uh-uh, don't tell him you're dealing with that. But the truth of the matter is, he's holding you in a prison cell. You're locked up and locked in. But until you begin to get your praise on and begin to say, you know what? By the blood of the Lamb I overcome. And by the word of my testimony, I'm coming through this. Guess what? It might be hard now. But I'm going to get through it because I'm more.
I'm not standing on my own strength. Because guess what? My arms get weak sometimes. My knees start buckling some days. But when I wait on the Lord and be of good courage, he's going to begin to strengthen my heart. I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but he begins to strengthen my heart. He said, you can take it. With me, you can. Come on, he's going to strengthen my heart. He gives me strength when I'm weary and power when I'm weak. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We don't serve a dead God all week one. There's some days I say, come on, God. We can do better than this. Hey. Oh, y'all don't talk to God like that? Okay, I do. I do. I said, God, we can do better than this. You're an awesome God. If the unbeliever can make it, how much more me? Oh, come on, somebody. Oh! See, I feel like David sometimes, you know, you look and you get upset and you get angry. Right, God, I can't believe everybody seems like they're prospering. You know what I'm saying? And then I come into the sanctuary of the Lord. See, I, I get to the door of praise. I, I come in and I say, okay, God, let me just begin to thank you for the little things. You know what? Let me just start with this one thing because right now I can't see nothing else because I got a black eye. So I'm just going to thank you, Lord God, for paying my phone bill. Hey! you lord god now 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 something else begin to flow in my spirit i thank you lord god for the clothes on my body oh god i thank you i thank you i thank you there's something else begin to come back to mind wait a minute you in the house oh i thank you for the house god i thank you i might be paying rent but it's mine job with you. Trust me. There's favor that's poured out on your life. You don't think there's favor so you don't access it. But I'm here to declare to decree to you that there's favor over your life. Access it. Use the key. Why are you walking when you got a key to a door? 
Come on, y'all. Some of us are taking the bus in the spirit. And God says, but I've given you a key. I've given you an expressway. I've given you joy. I've given you peace. Come on, somebody. Get on the expressway. Pull out your praise. Pull out your worship. Pull out your word. I don't give this one scripture. Keep blowing it till you get a breakthrough. Keep on talking. Keep on preaching to yourself. Let me tell you something. Don't wait till you get up here to preach. You got to learn to preach to yourself. Preach to your eyes. Preach till you get your healing. Preach till you get your deliverance. Preach till your promotion come. Oh my God. Oh! Tell somebody there's a preacher on the inside of you. Get up! Now look at him and tell him, get up! Stand up for your right! You remember that song? Get up! Stand up! Stand up for your right! You have a right to stand in Jesus! He is the rock of my salvation! Oh, my deliverer! Oh, my peace holder! Come on, somebody! Get your joy back! Get your joy back. Take hold of your peace. Your mind. Come on, somebody. The devil been playing with your mind. Oh, it ain't gonna happen, child. The devil's a liar. Oh, no, no, no. You say, you look at him in the eye and you say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Let me tell you something. When somebody speaks something to me, they don't rest right with my spirit. I say, I don't receive that. And I tell them, I said, look, this is what God said to me. I, said, I don't receive that. No disrespect to you. But I don't receive that. See, because if I receive your toxic message, I'll become toxic. If I receive the word of life, it begins to something on the inside of me. It begins to grow things. in this season we need hope in this season there are too many hopeless people out here we gotta tap into Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith you know what that is? my foundation he built my foundation don't let anybody else build all crooked on top of that don't build with nothing cheap this right here that God did for you that was expensive blood was shed for that so don't don't sell yourself short in the season of Advent oh Jesus oh my God God wants to do a new thing but you must let it spring forth. You must make room for it to spring forth. 
see yourself in the next place. See yourself in the next level. See yourself where God is taking you. Whatever God is putting in your spirit, see yourself there because his purpose locked up on the inside of you because the king has put it there. Y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. Y'all can sit down. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Woo! Jesus, 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 Jesus. So let me say this. So the wise men came to Herod. They were seeking the Prince of Peace. Where can we find the Messiah? come to be the king of the Jews they were so excited they were prepared for his presence they came looking for him where can I find the king of the Jews Herod said hold on the only king around here is me he was falling of himself but like any ordinary man in his humanity he didn't want anybody else to take his place. <coughs> so he said, come, you tell me where he is. Come, come to my secret chamber. Let's talk. And he pulled them in and they said, well, he's supposed to be in Bethlehem. That's where the star is. Star has, seems like it's leading us there. He said, all right. Guess what? He said, you go find the baby. It doesn't that sound like the enemy? You go find him. And when you find him, you come back and tell me where he is. <laughs> but the thing about it was, the wise men didn't realize the motive of the king. Ain't that like some people who rule over you? They see your potential. And they want to know more about you, but they want to know more about you because... They just don't like you because they realize that you could replace them. Uh, <laughs> All right now. Now I'm talking to somebody. All right. The abilities that you have surpasses what they have. So now they're threatened by you. All right. So here's Jesus with Mary and Joseph. The wise men find him. And when they find him, let me tell you what preparation will do. It will put you alignment with purpose. They began to worship him because they knew who he was. And then an angel showed up on the scene and said, let me tell y'all something. Y'all found a baby, but y'all don't say nothing. Y'all take this other route out of here. Don't go back. He wicked. Ain't nothing good about him. Trust the God in you. Let me say it again. Trust the God in you in this season. So many times we doubt God. The voice of God. But when God says something, he knows what he's talking about. And the wise man, let me tell you, the, the angel only said that once. Should have been a dream. Don't go back. Take this route. They said, oh, I got you. And they went. Do what God is telling you to do in this season. Do not delay. Go speedily. I'll tell you a quick story. 
<laughs> I know it's gonna sound real funny. But anyway, the other day I was at school and um, I was putting up some posters in my room. I spent, you know, I stayed a little later than normal. Actually, this has actually become a norm for me. <laughs> Let me be honest. My husband's looking at me. <laughs> and so on this, this specific day, I was getting ready to step up on the chair to put up a poster. But I had realized my boots had been slippery all along. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, don't get up on that chair. I was like, I'll be all right. You know, you wipe your foot off. Right? So let me get up on this chair. I'm not going to wait till the kids come tomorrow. I could do it right now. I got up successfully. On my way down. Why did the chair hit me in my back? I almost yelled so loud that everybody probably would have heard me. And I hurt myself really bad that day. But the Lord said to me, why do I have to repeat things to you twice or three times? I told you, don't get up on the chair. He says, when I say it to you, you need to obey. And so, so many times we test God. But God is saying, trust my voice. Trust my leading. I am not going to steer you wrong. But my thing was, I don't want them to say nothing to me. Y'all know the attitude, right? Just want to do what I do and get out the way. I don't want nobody saying nothing to me. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. It's not about somebody saying something to you. What you just did was disobedience. You went against what I said. And you know what happened? I went down. Because to them, see, I was like, oh, you know, it'll go away. It'll go away. And I came home. My husband was like, you need to put some ice or something on that. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Oh, it'll go away, it'll go away. So he said, you need to say something to an administrator. So I went to my administrator and I said, hey, you know, I hurt myself on Friday. Now, this was like around Tuesday. You know what they looked at me and said? You should have came and told us that day. I said, but it was after school. Y'all wasn't here, y'all were at a party. What? You want me just to send the email? It wouldn't happen until Monday anyway. Then she said, well, you know, there's nothing that we can do. I said, nothing we could do. I said, no, the devil done lied. So I made my way down to the nurse. I said, nurse, you need to talk to me. Somebody better tell me something. And I looked at my administrator before I went down to the nurse, and I said to her, I said, you don't have to worry about me getting up on another chair. You want to know why? Because if you didn't care enough, to at least try to help me in my situation then why am I overextending myself and some of us are overextending ourselves for things that won't even give us an eternal reward and God is saying I said stop it's zapping you stop it's wearing you out stop it's taking from your family taking your help stop Stop. Stop. Trust the voice of God. Now I learned a lesson in that. 
I found out that uh, if you step up on a chair on your own, the insurance company ain't covering that. You're on your own. That's basically what they ended up telling me. And I said, well, Jesus, it's just me and you and maybe my medical practitioner. But for the most part, God has touched my body and made me whole. And day by day, I've gotten better. Amen, Pastor. I felt like an old lady having to get up off a seat. It was like, oh, he's looking at me like, oh, Jesus, Lord, please touch him. But as I come to a close, because I know y'all want to go home to your Christmas dinners. I know they're real good in your presence. The kids can't wait. I want you to remember these three points. And I already preached them. I'm just summarizing them. If you want God to continue to give you peace, practice his presence. Get in his presence. Remember your purpose. Herod went after a baby because of purpose. He slayed the children. When he realized the wise men didn't come back, he killed the firstborn kids. Read the scripture. It's in there. He killed the babies in the land just because of that one child. There was murder, a mass murder. A sacrifice. Multiple sacrifices of purpose and the last thing remember the presence of others so you have the presence of God you have your purpose and the presence of others because we need one another today amen give the Lord a hand of praise Now, if you're saying to me, Pastor, you're preaching to me, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I want you to go back home. I want you to speak peace over your apartment. Whenever your child, your spouse, friend, whoever it is, begin to disturb your peace by nagging at you, you tell them stop. You don't engage them. Did you hear me? Do not engage. You hold on to your peace and you say, Lord, step in. Can we say that together? Say, Lord, step in. That's all I want you to do. Do not engage. You said, Lord, step in. And you watch God begin to move. Let's pray. 
we lift our hands to the Lord this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence, which is our present. And so as a result, oh God, we give you our presence as a present. And Father, you said in your word that if, you, if we abide in you, Lord God, if my word abide in you, you abide in me, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be given. So Lord, today, we're asking you to come and dwell on the inside of us. Forgive us where we have fallen short. Forgive us where we have taken up our burdens that we should have cast at your feet. Forgive us for carrying them when we should have just dropped them, Lord God, and said, Lord, you take control. Father, I ask that you would just cover every person's mind. Help them keep their mind stayed on you. As things begin to um, come at them, Lord God, and try to consume Pray that they will begin to come the word of God. Begin to come back, Lord God, the end try to do with your word. Let realize results. If they feel like they're not getting a breakthrough, Lord God, with the word, begin to use their praise. If they realize, oh God, that God is not penetrating, help them to begin to pray and keep praying fervently until they see a result that they're looking for or the result that you have designed for that situation. We need breakthroughs. You have not called us to be in a place, oh God, of, of, of turmoil. But you said, oh God, in your word that you are the peace, the prince of peace. So I pray, oh God, that you begin to speak peace. I declare peace over your people today. Peace over their minds. Peace over their hearts. I release peace into the atmosphere. In marriages, I release peace. I come against, Lord God, the spirit of contention. An argumentative spirit. In our relationships with our family members, oh God. Show us when to step back and step off. And when, oh God, to step forward and say things. God, you said that you'll fight our battles for us if we hand them over to you. So do it. Do it for my brother. Do it for my sister. Mend those who have broken hearts this morning. Fill them, Lord God. Those who, who are saying, Lord, I need my peace back. My sleep is being disturbed. God, we come against the spirit of insomnia. In the name of Jesus. We rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. We cancel your assignment. We send you back to the pit of hell from whence you came. In the name of Jesus. Joy. Come. Peace. Come. Fill us, oh God. Fill us, oh God. Fill us, oh God. As we abide in your presence. As we abide, oh God, in each other's presence, oh God. See, fellowship with one another. May your peace come. So we thank you today that we are going to seek peace and pursue it. Not only with you, but also with one another. So we thank you 
and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen.